The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Good afternoon on this Thursday afternoon, 51551 Ray at RTE.ie. Uh, there's a text straight in to 51551. Uh, is there a better chance of a job in RTE if one is called Gay, Ray or Shay? <laughs> Regards, May Day. Is that your real name, May Day? Um, yeah, and there's Ray Kennedy and myself, Ray and Shay Bourne and there's Gay Bourne and yeah, it's a lot of the bad. How are you on this Thursday afternoon? Uh, I hope you're in good form. It's it's unseasonally mild out there. Do you know when you open up the door and you're expecting a sort of a woo and instead you get a, oh, that's that's sort of mild. That's that's nearly like stepping off the plane in Lanzarote. <laughs> well, not quite, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, and uh, just to follow on from what Joe was saying at the end of the programme about uh, Ivor Brown, the great Ivor Brown, and he's done an awful lot. Uh, he did an awful lot in this country for mental illness and mental health. And he brought it out of institutions and out of the dark and whispers and, you know, the institution up the road into the community. Uh, he studied in Harvard and he saw what they were doing in America and it was deinstitutionalizing mental health. So instead of treating people who had mental illness problems in big institutions and locking them up like they were in prison, they were bringing them out into the community. And he brought that back to Ireland and he worked on that. And that, that's a work in progress still uh, because... Uh, back in the 80s, they did it and there was, wasn't enough support in the community. Um, uh, so we're still trying to get that right with our mental health services, uh, as you'll know if you've interacted with the mental health services in Ireland. Uh, but he was an amazing man. He, I think he was about six foot six. I used to see him cycling through Ranelagh uh, and he, he's really you know, straight back, uh, one of those Black Mariah bikes. Uh, and that was up until, I'd say, 10 years ago. And then I met him about... About, I'd say about four years ago. So he must have been 90 or 91 uh, out in Kalini and he was walking up Kalini Hill um, and I said hello to him and he said the batteries were out on his hearing aid. <laughs> so I don't know whether he didn't want to talk to me or where, whether his batteries were truly out but but that's... Uh, he was he, he played the trumpet, you know, he was... Um, he was a jazz musician and that's what he wanted to do but he went to medical school to please his parents um, and he had, on his own admission he wasn't a great student um, and uh, an advisor said to him by the look of you uh, and knowing what you do you'd make a good obstetrician or a psychiatrist and he opted for, op, op, he opted for psychiatry um, but yeah he, an amazing man and an inspirational man and uh, if you get a chance you could watch that um, Alan Gilson um, documentary which was made about I'd say about three or four years ago Mary Cochran featured it and other people and I suppose uh, Ivor was aware and talking about trauma and the effect it had on people long before it became fashionable uh, and uh, he'll be missed uh, may rest in peace uh, the late Ivor Brown uh, now yeah he was a cyclist John is a cyclist as well and, and he was on to us the RayAdRTE.ie uh, I've always had a bicycle of some sort or other he says cycle to school and when I started working I bought a bike in 1979 for £219 subsequently stolen but shin scale Ella I cycled to work through thick and thin for over 40 years and loved it 10 years ago I cycled around Ireland for Cycle Against Suicide and I couldn't believe the satisfaction it gave me since then I've cycled in every county in Ireland and enjoyed every second it's a great country to cycle in when I retired almost 6 years ago I treated myself to a carbon fibre bike oh they're the light ones you could pick it up with your little finger it was the best decision I ever made says John I now go out mostly on my own but sometimes in a group the reason I write is because I notice there is a total disregard by many cyclists for the rules of the road. Most cyclists also are dressed in black. Seems to be the dress code with very little high vis, if any. Oh, yeah. It's like they're purposely going out not to be seen, John. I've seen it. Well, not I haven't until it was, you know, nearly too late. As for the rules, stop signs, lights, etc. It's a joke. A waste of time, paint, electronics, etc. Every time I go out, I see it. I was behind a couple yesterday and the only reason they stopped was because a police car was coming from the left. In case you think I'm a saint, I'm not. I was pulled and warned by the police on one occasion. One occasion, John, in all your cycling years. I once mentioned to a cyclist about going through lights. What was said back to me was, as the late, great Ronnie Drew said in the song, not what the rich call prayers. Sorry for the rant. Take care, John. You see, when somebody who is a cyclist gives out about cyclists, it gives it more credence, doesn't it, than, than motorists giving out about cyclists because they're like the 
The, what was what was the the cowboys and the whatever back in the day? They used to fight, and it's cyclists versus motorists. But uh, John is a cyclist, and he's given out about other cyclists. And and please, 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 because we've another couple of months of the dark evenings. If you're going on a bike, wear a helmet and a high vis, and make sure you have lights. It's not. It's not. A, it's for your own safety. It's for your own safety. And then don't get me going. Don't get me going on the scooters. They dress in black as well, most of them. And the, the lights, which are run from the batteries, are very poor. Um, and and nearly invisible. Um, so just high high vis vests. They're everywhere. They're not expensive if you don't have one. A lot of people give them away for free. So please, be safe. Be seen. There's another cyclist that's in the news. Brian Dobson. He's a cyclist. He's a cyclist too. I used to see him coming in when he did the six o'clock. He'd cycle in around ten o'clock in the morning. Again, like Ivor Brown. You know, one of those Black Mariah things and straight back. I'd say he never broke into a sweat, Brian Dobson. He's, you know, he, you know those type of people. He, he never broke a sweat. He just always, always perfectly turned out and dapper. Dapper Dobbo. Dapper Dobbo. And there's been a huge reaction and a lot of love and understandable. He's been doing, bringing us the news for 37, 37 years. It's hard to believe. And Mark O'Roctora uh, was on X, um, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, that makes me smile every time. Uh, and he says, I was going to a specials gig years ago and there was a huge crowd outside the Foggy Jew on Dame Street in Dublin and Brian Dobson was walking past <laughs> and somebody shouted out, how are you, Brian? Any news? <laughs> and the whole place started roaring laughing. I wonder, I wonder how many times has that happened to Brian Dobson? It's 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 still funny though. It's still funny, and you can imagine of a night uh, and the anticipa- anticipation of a specials gig and a few pints, and Brian Dobson passing by. Uh, still on news. Uh, good news for Cork this week. Queen Keller uh, off to Wembley for the Caribou Cup final uh, with Liverpool, and Killian Murphy, of course, nominated for an Oscar. And uh, Killian's dad, Brent Dawn, was on uh, on TG Car, not TG Car, no, Radio Under Gaeltachta, uh, with Helen Nihay. And he was talking about the fact that his son, Killian, uh, was nominated for an Oscar. He said he was very pleased for him. He doesn't like to say he's proud of him because it's his achievement, not ours. Interesting. He, said, he went on to say, we don't like to make too much fuss about him. He's got a job like the sons and daughters of other people and the difference, he gets a lot of publicity. All the same, we're so happy uh, for him and pleased. And uh, Mr. Omoroku, Brendan, Killian's dad, said the actor was at home in Ballon Temple in Cork when the nominations were announced. Uh, we were all here, we were all together and we had a cup of tea and the story came and we were delighted. And then they have a cake then when he, when he got the nomination. I think that was it. Sounds like a lovely man, well-grounded and you can see uh, that Killian didn't lick it off a stone. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Ah, yeah. Now, this is, this is encouraging and we need to remind ourselves what we have here in this country. In the world rankings of the most peace, peaceful countries in the world, we are ranked as third. Yes, third out of all the countries in the world. Uh, Iceland is, is number one, Denmark's number two, and Ireland's at number three. And in... Over the years, in speaking to people who are in direct provision or seeking refugee status in this country, I often ask them, why Ireland? And the first thing they always say is peace. It is peaceful. So you cannot underestimate how lucky we are in this country to live in a peaceful country. And and let's keep it that way. Let's keep it that way. Um, now, it's it's mad when you see these they're sort of the statements of the obvious you know food bad for sleep chilli based condiments yeah chocolate well you know there's it's a sort of it's a, it's a stimulant so it's going to be bad for your sleep but there, that's in the papers there's foods that are bad for your sleep and, and I see there's a a conservative MP uh, Miriam Cates uh, and she's canvassing and suggesting that smartphones should be banned for under 16-year-olds in the UK. And, yeah, if that was possible in an ideal world, like, it's just, the, the genie's out of the bottle, there's no putting it back in, it ain't going to happen. Uh, what we need to be doing is putting pressure on the tech companies because they have the wherewithal to make the use of smartphones safer for our under 16s. That's where the pressure should be on. A ban ain't going to work. Bans usually don't work. Anyway, she she got she got her 
few column inches in the papers today. Uh, now, let's see. Uh, here's one for you. Has anyone else no ambition to go to the US or Australia? I don't and never have. I'd go anywhere else in the world before these. Simon. That's that's quite random, Simon. But thanks for sharing that with us today. Uh, he's no ambition to go to... I've no ambition to go to US or Australia. Um, I'd go anywhere else in the world. That's Simon. I'll throw it out there, Simon. But there were people... I was, I was sort of a home bird as well. There were people going left, right and centre back in the 80s, travelling all over the world. Uh, members of my family, people I went to school with, people I went to college with. And I was happy to stay put, probably because I had a good old... You know, I was doing discos around the place and that was keeping me, uh, keeping me in funds. Um, on Ivor Brown... I also met Dr. Brown on Killiney Hill. He gave me the same answer when I went to chat to him. That, no way, Anne. My parents were psychiatric nurses and worked with Dr. Brown in St. Ita's. Uh, they were very impressed with his ideas. All the female nurses loved him as he was so good looking and charming and talling. Talling, even tall, Anne. Tall. The, he, there's another thing, because I've, I've, I've two big, thick books that I dip into. Uh, one of them I have here in front of me today. Uh, which which is a good read because it's it's a collection of his writings, uh, the writings of Ivor Brown, Steps Along the Road, The Evolution of a Slow Learner. But one of the things, and it's it's, it's difficult to get your head around this, he he would have claimed, and it was quite controversial in a lot of th- a lot of his thinking, uh, that we don't place enough importance on our hearts, that we always think that. Uh, the message is, comes from the brain and influences the heart. So, for example, if you think you are nervous, that increases our heart rate. He was of the opinion, um, and this is simplifying it, that the heart reacts and that sends a message to the brain. And then we think we're nervous. But the first reaction is a sort of a physical reaction, a body reaction from the heart, and that goes to the head. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, now... From Ivor Brown to Bon Jovi. Where, where else would you get it? Where else would you get it? Uh, bon Jovi celebrates 40 years. Bon, yeah, Bon Jovi, the band, 40 years. Um, now, there are people listening going, who's Bon Jovi? They're a band that were sort of, they weren't heavy rock, they were soft rock. They were very soft rock. Anyway, hugely popular, and particularly in this country. I don't know why we, we took to all that stuff, the Def Leppards and the Bon Jovi's uh, and all of those on KISS. I, I don't know why we did as a country, but we did. Anyway, to celebrate 40 years of Bon Jovi. Let, let, let's just go through their back catalogue uh, quite quickly, because uh, I'll have to admit I wasn't a huge fan. Why not a blaze of glory instead of bed of roses? Very, sound very different, don't they? Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's not rock, is it? It's, it's like it's, it's not as hard as a limp piece of lettuce. You know. been said if you're at a wedding or a 21st or something like that uh, and the DJ goes and now you'd be on the dance floor wouldn't you yeah you would Expect to hear a lot more and see a lot more of Bon Jovi over the coming months. They have a documentary called Thank You, Goodnight, the Bon Jovi story, and it looks like they're going to be announcing live dates as well. Congratulations on keeping it going for 40 years, uh, John Bon Jovi and his mates. Um, 
Now, Sarah was on. Uh, what a life Ivor Brown had, contributing so much to his work, his patients, and to his family. But I think it's worth mentioning how he was a founding member of Clatter Records with his great friend, uh, Garrick Brown uh, and poet John Montague. Of course, he was a trumpeter, wasn't he? A jazz musician. Uh, uh, a label his gifted son, the Illin Piper, Ronan Brown, recorded on, a favourite piper of Garrick's and uh, all together, uh, now above, with Paddy Maloney looking down and still, no doubt, in great culturally argumentative conversation, says Sarah. Yeah. yeah there was so much to him. Uh, and, and in just mentioning him in a couple of minutes at the top of a radio programme doesn't do him justice at all. Uh, the late Ivor Brown uh, he will be sadly missed uh, now 51551 ray at rte.ie did I get a song together at all oh this one right good afternoon flash and the pan and waiting on a train and they were a flash in the pan that was their only hit from 1982 Australian I, I, I sort of half like it I sort of I like that um, Bon Jovi's son is engaged to the girl who played Eleven in Stranger Things. Uh, bet you feel old now, Jenny in Port Leash. Millie Bobby Brown, we spoke to her. She's written a novel, half written a novel. It was called 19 Steps. I, I enjoyed it, actually. Uh, it was about her, inspired by her grandmother's experience of the 1943 Bethnal Green tube disaster. Uh, Simon here again, Ray. I'm not a home bird. I've been to over 80 countries and hopefully more to come. But Oz and the US are last on my list. They never appealed to me. That's, yeah, there you go. Sorry for, I, I said I was a home bird. Yeah, I suppose by, by association. I suggest that you were as well. So, so apologies. Um, good to hear you mentioning the passing of Ivor Brown and remembering all those suffering from mental illnesses. That's Eamon uh, in Dublin 13. Uh, um, now, uh, Funky is the name of a new book uh, by Caitlin Ruth and it's all about pickling. Yes, there's uh, peppers, obviously. You, you have to pickle peppers, don't you? Uh, and there's aubergine, aubergines and there's red onions and, and, the, and then they, they, they said, well, if you're going to mention that book, um, we're talking to Caitlin after four o'clock, you have to do the tongue twister. And I said, really, do I? Who says? And they said, we say. That's what that's the that's the sort that's the way it works. We say you do. We say you do. So here 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 here, here goes. <laughs> it's a ridiculous thing, and and probably not live on the radio. But uh, Peter Piper picked a peck of pick of peppers. A peck of pick of pepper. Pe- oh, sorry, I just got to start again. Peter Piper picked a peck of pick. Peter Piper picked a peck of. All right. Here's one I made earlier. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, where's the peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, 15 attempts. 15 attempts. Okay, we're looking for two of you to come on after uh, four o'clock and take part in a whodunit quiz. And there's a prize and all this week uh, we're offering the winner of our Who Done It quiz a two night stay for two people in the New Park Hotel in Kilkenny. It's a four star hotel. You get breakfast each morning and dinner on one of the evenings as well. Uh, the award winning New Park Hotel offers an adult only floor offering a selection of highly sought after balcony suites some even with outdoor hot tubs. And everybody there can avail of a tranquil breakfast terrace set away from the hustle and bustle of the main dining areas for a proper escape away from it all. Um, and uh, they also have the spa, Escape Health Club and Spa, three treatment rooms, an outdoor inf- infinity pool overlooking lush gardens, along with a 17-metre swimming pool, jacuzzi, sauna and steam room. Newparkhotelkilkenny.com Newparkhotelkilkenny.com Here's your qualifying question on this Thursday afternoon. Which Irish-produced movie has smashed the Oscars nods... Re- I'll start that again. So... <laughs> Which Irish-produced movie has got 11 Oscar nominations? Which Irish-produced movie has got 11 Oscar nominations? Poor things are rich bits. Poor things are rich bits. 0818-715-925. That's 0818-715-925. And good luck with that. And we could be talking to you after 4 o'clock. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Now, our next guest is a goat farmer who came up from Leitrim. Isn't that correct? Up from Leitrim on the train. (laughs) Uh, and Leitrim is just, I suppose, I don't know how long, 
uh, Lisa is going to be in Leitrim because she's been all over the world, originally from America, formerly a nurse and a president of Fallbrook Hospital uh, back in the States, um, a friend of Peter O'Toole. And we're only starting here uh, and there's a great smell of cheese. Good afternoon, Lisa. Good afternoon, Ray. Nice to be here. Thank you. So uh, did, was this was this the plan for the eight-year-old Lisa when she was asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? No, it wasn't. But um, it was the plan after I first visited Ireland in 1967. It felt like home. Many Irish feel that. They say that. That's, I'm not the first one that said that. And I sowed the seed that maybe someday I could have a little piece of property back in the family to honor Margaret Curry, Grandma, Thomas Shields, Grandpa, mm. who had to emigrate from Leitrim in the 1800s. So 160 years from where Graham, from when Grandma Curry emigrated, here I have in her memory something. Yeah, but I, I love, yours is total immersive. Like people come back, they go to a genealogy centre, they stay in a nice hotel, they do the tour and the bus and all that, and back they go to wherever from whence they came. But you, you're, you're, you're doing it, you're getting your hands dirty, you're milking goats and making cheese and it's a beautiful place here. Yeah. It's safe. I just heard you say something about where Ireland's the third safest country. I, di- I didn't get who was first. Denmark was second. Um, but uh, anyway, it's it's safe. Finland or Iceland. It's real. And you can have a real connection with being on the planet, with the earth. And we need to take care of that. Mm. Right. Where do, where, where do we start with this? So uh, we have your, your heritage there with your, with your grandparents. Um, where were you brought up in the States? So I'm, I'm New York Irish. Right. My father was born in the Bronx, like many people. They moved to uh, Queens, and then my father wound up on Wall Street, and he moved to Westchester County. So, so we, you had a nice childhood then, did I you? I had a lovely childhood, yeah. 20 acres of land. I was born in 1942 in the middle of the war, but we were well taken care of. We had good schools. I'm Irish Catholic nun educated. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and when did you realize your Irishness? I think really when I came over here. Right, in the 60s. Right, yeah, yeah, my family did not speak of the Irishness, i.e. mother, who was third generation Irish, would never go to the Irish American club. So they were they wanted to distance themselves. Why? My father would never come back to Ireland. So it was when I came here and I said, this is a wonderful place. This but is why, not... they, why were they distancing them, themselves? I think them? poverty. You never know about uh, criminality in the background. <laughs> <You never know. laughs> but I, th- I, I haven't heard of that yet. But poverty. Yeah. Poverty. So they'd done well and they wanted to you know, sever any connection with yes. a, a poor My father would not past. set foot on the island. Right. He was a Wall Street banker. He used to have business in London. He used to travel frequently to London. And my mother would say, let's, let's just go over and put our feet on the place. He was, wouldn't set foot on it. Right. You're making up for them, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm here. So the, the, go, coming to Ireland in the 60s. So that was part of that. And, and you fell into bad company. Uh, no, <laughs> no, good company. Joking, good company. So go on. So um, in, in the 60s, it was 1967. I was uh, traveling around. I bought myself a little car. I wound up in Bray. Um, I was having dinner at the Royal Starlight Hotel, and there were these four men kind of going back and forth to a wall telephone, laughing. On the way out, one of them said, will you join us? like to join us for a drink. Of course, I would always say, I was on my own. I was 24, I was on my own. And so I did, and they had just come over to do The Lion in Winter, Peter O'Toole, Catherine Hepburn, and they were looking for extra um, assistance right. in the um, talent side, you know, sparks and and, and uh, makeup and hair and that sort. Of. So I said yes, I was artistic. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I got the job and traveled that's like, with. That's them. like when an actor is asked, "Can you ride a horse?" Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So you got the job, right? So I got the job and I traveled with that film to France. Loved it, and then a few more films. Uh, one with Richard Harris, and um, then the film business took a bit of a dive. Uh, I went to acting school. That wasn't going to work. If I was going to be anything, I was going to be a director. Right. So uh, then I met my husband, three children, 
husband American, poor boy, born in South Dakota, all the way to chairman of the board of a couple of companies. And I said, I'll take this one. Right. <laughs> He's a keeper. I, he was a keeper. <laughs> yeah. He was a keeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he died young enough. Ah, uh, he was. He was older. He, well, he was, was older than you. He, but he was much older than yes, I was. Okay. And that was attractive as well because he didn't have any job to go to or anything. He was done with work. He was here to travel. So uh, I'm intrigued now. He, what was the age difference? Uh, Thirty to sixty-eight. Right. Right. Uh, IQ is probably what I fell in love with over 140. Right. That's what I loved. Yeah. And you had how many children? Four. Right. Four, three boys and one girl. And you, you always knew, well, I suppose, you know, in the normal run of things, you were going to outlive him by a good bit. I thought I would. He said, maybe not. Right. <laughs> and uh, at some point I told him when we had number four, and he said, well, I think we're too old. I said, well, I guess we're not. <laughs> and he said, well, I said, well, if you want to do something about it, you go ahead, you go to see the urologist. He said, but you might die and I might meet somebody younger. That was his attitude. Right. Okay. So. Well, he obviously knew you liked that, didn't he? <laughs> yes. And he played that part. Well, yes. it was him. It was him. Uh, so, so then when, when, he, when he died, what age were the children? The children were two, six, ten and eleven. So oh. the five of us grew up together, as it were. But I was employed. I then knew I had to get my master's in nursing. I went to University of San Diego to get my master's in administration and got involved in politics um, at the hospital level, the healthcare level, and then the local school level. And then eventually moved to Northern California mm. um, to the Bay Area. Uh, and you went on, you got a PhD. Uh, yes, at the University of San Francisco and was in hired nursing. by them. Yes. Yeah. And I mentioned that you became the president. Were you the first female or nurse president of Fallbrook Hospital? Correct. Yeah. That's oh. correct. Yeah. That's correct. All, all the time with four children. All the time with four children going to school. Was that a, was that a struggle? N- no, no. No. I do not recall that it was a struggle because I Were didn't you comfortable? No, we were small house, small bungalow. Right. But we had everything that we needed and we had each other. Mm. And we had vacations. You know, we'd go to Tijuana for a vacation in the VW bus. (laughs) That's on the Mexican border, isn't it? That's right on the Mexican border. But we had had what we needed and everybody turned out okay. Great, great. Uh, So so then when when the the children were reared, as they say here, uh, you were free to do what you wanted to do. Yes. And then I was um, looking at, I visited Prague, visited Serbia, was very impressed with the quality of the agriculture, the life in Serbia, uh, the uh, cost of living, mm. etc. And I was there for five years. I learned my cheese making there. And then that situation changed. And I thought, where is this Irish farm? Uh-huh. And off I came in 2016 to visit the goat festival in Port Leash, which was very was, was it a festival or a conference? It was a conference. conference. It was a conference. It was <laughs> the goat conference in Port Leash. I didn't know such a thing existed. Oh, and it was very credible. It was right. very very professional. Oh, right. wonderful. Right. Um, and I met some people there. And that was on a Tuesday. I went up to Ballinamore on a Thursday, got in touch with a couple of real estate agents, saw a few places, went in on the Monday morning, and I said, I think that one's mine. And that was it. I was back in December, December 6th, I arrived. Why Leitrim? Parents, grandparents. Oh, grandparents. Are grandparents. Yes. Oh, yeah. grandparents. So, so you had that. Yeah, you yeah. said that at the start. Yes. So th- that was the connection. Um, and it's a beautiful county. It's a beautiful country. And what is in, in, very interesting is my daughter, who's quite accomplished and traveled as well, as is her partner. Um, they're impressed with the friendliness of everyone and the safety. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's you can't it's, buy that. You can't buy that. No. And the neighbors care. Yeah. So the things that we're interested in is connection, community, co-creating with the people here. So we have the ideas. Gypsy has the expertise as a professional chef. Chef uh, Rochelle has the expertise as a uh, chief operating officer. She was uh, selling booze in Singapore. Right. They lived in Singapore before. So we have that. 
but we want to have a good quality. We want enough. We want enough, but we don't want too much. I raise the children on something that they don't like me to hear me say now. Well, right. She's out of the country. Too much is as bad as not enough. Yeah. So that's a great philosophy. So we and we're here. We turn an old barn, hay barn, into a creamery. Some all local help, all local help. The somebody said, "Oh, tear it down, tear it down, build a new one." You don't want that old thing. I said, "Yeah, you're right. I do want that old thing." We also have an old famine cottage on the property. It was uh, dated 1846 to 1900. Have a little woodworking studio in there, and I milk the goats in there. Uh You don't tear these things down. Actually, if you get onto Dermot Bannon, there are good grants for those sort of things now. Did you know that? Do you know know the man on the telly, the architect? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Because there are now, there's this, I think you can get up to... 70,000 or something like that if you want to turn it it's into a house but you have your own house now you don't want to do that Yeah. so, so the goat thing then so well, I moved in in December 6 I bought my first goats but why goats? oh you get a lovely product right first of all the milk is the nearest to human milk that you can of any right. mammalian no I'm just I'm just trying to I'm, I'm, I'm trying to plot. I was going to do I was thought once upon a time I might do pigs mangalitsa right. pigs difficult to milk uh, difficult to milk yeah. a lot of poop smells <laughs> yeah. flies goat you can have a relationship with with a goat <laughs> can have a relationship with a goat she has a pupil that is horizontal and right. so she can see greater than 180 degrees so she can look you in the eye as well as be aware of predators right. Whereas the sheep's eyes are set back and yeah. they have to turn their head look. Right, right. But the goat will look you in the eye. Yeah, men who, what was that? Wasn't, wasn't a movie, and John Ronson. Um, men who stare at goats. Yeah, men who stare at goats. Uh, ah. Yeah, it was John Ronson. He was an English writer. Um, it was, and then it was made into a movie with George Clooney. Uh, but I still don't, just, there was just a bit of a gap there. The nursing, to a very high level, and been in you know administration in a hospital to goats. What, what, what's the where's the bridge? Probably the thing was location. Yeah. When I first went to Serbia, I was teaching online for the University of San Francisco. Nursing. Yeah. I was got some teaching opportunities in Belgrade, uh, which satisfied my teaching needs. But then I could see that if I went to Ireland. That wasn't going to continue. And it was time. It's time when you get to be of a certain age in academia to turn it over. Okay. There's a, there's a time to turn things over. Start a new career. Yeah. In your 70s. Yes. <laughs> Let somebody else do that. Yeah. But farming of all the career choices, it, you know, not for the faint hearted, probably, you know, people say it's a, a young man, woman's job. But, but there you are, and you're, you're, you're hands on, you're milking your own goats, and you're making cheese. And We have a polytunnel, we have 2.2 acres, we fertilize with concentrated seaweed, we've stopped using any commercial nitrogen on the property, we do use some lime, we're not organic because I'm not big enough. Right. In order to be organic, you have to be three hectares, I'm uh-huh. only three acres. Right. So we're taking care of the land, we're rotating the animals, uh, because I've learned about the parasites that are in the land here. You can't beat them. You have to vaccinate and you have to deworm. You cannot not do that. Yeah. Your animals will die if you don't do that. How many goats have you got? I've got 12 at the moment, but my favorite one is Cora, and she's an old Irish goat. She was born on my property, but her mother came from Lockerie, and her breed has been in Ireland for 5,000 years. And she's pregnant now. Great. And she'll be kidding in May. And I kind of have a dream, if I live long enough, to have a heritage cheese. Nobody milks the old Irish goat. Why not? Because they're low in volume and it's probably going to have to do a little things a little bit different. She's going to have to be calmed down to get her to milk. And she's not going to have that much fun. She's a wild goat. Yes. Yes. But she's taken to my property. And apparently, from what I learned from the rare breed people that are very active here, is that there's more fat in the old Irish goat milk than in the... That was my mixed next question. Breeds, the mixed breeds so that we have. There is, the milk is different. And all thus, the milk is different. Thus, the cheese flavour, all that is different. Oh, yeah. 
Right. Absolutely. And our our goats are grass-fed, except for some hay and some crunch as a supplement. But by and large, they're outdoors. How many goats? But I also yeah. buy in milk from Pat Toey in Roscommon. He's got 70. Right. He went for the from cheese, 40 yes. to 70 right. to accommodate us. Right. Uh, you brought in some samples of cheese and you have a cheese that happened by accident. Yes. So this is a, a what type of cheese? It's, it's a mixed cheese. The French word would be melange, but we call it Slevenaren because we live under that mountain. Two, three years ago, my neighbor, Michal Gagan, called me and said, Lisa, I am drowning in milk. I just just uh, weaned a couple of Jersey calves, and I'm drowning in milk. Can you use it? I said, of course I can. I had no idea what I would do with it. He started dropping off at least 12 liters every day. Mm. I, lo- I worked with it. I looked at the recipe. I looked at the quality of one liter of this, two liters of that, and all the rest of it, and it settled on a ratio of cow to goat. It's creamier. It has an interest. So it doesn't have the flavor of goat, but it has more interest than a straight farmhouse cow cheese. How how do you describe um, a goat's cheese, the flavor of it? Uh, The highest compliment you can have for your cheese is clean. Clean. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And Kevin Sheridan, that's the first, he's he the said big clean. cheesemonger, he said it's what clean. What does that mean? <laughs> it means that they don't smell any animal, any buck, any dirt, any All right. any extras in there. It's clean. Creamy, uh, spreadable. The goat milk, you want it to have a tang. By and that's large. See, that's because I thought you were going to say tangy. but No. Uh, no. By and large, it will have a tang of its own. By and large, people compliment our cheese and say it's so not that sharp. You brought up some sleeve Aaron. Sleeve and Aaron. Sleeve and Aaron. And that's the mixture. And, and, was there, and oh, the other the, one uh, is the Canoc Leotrum. And that is the um, pure Canoc Leotrum. That's the, the Leotrum, Leotrum yes. Hill or Mountain. Yeah. Yep. Now, I'm spreading this. Um, the uh, Sleeve and Aaron. Yeah, now that, that, that looks lovely. And you see, it's more yellow than the pure goat. Yeah. And that's because the cow doesn't metabolize all of the um, carotene in the grass. And she leaves it in her milk. Uh, that's delicious. Great. I, I'm not, I'm not going to use the word clean because I don't know what it means with reference to a cheese, but, but it's just delicious. That's really And then when you lovely. follow it with the pure goat, you'll see how right. the two of them are a little bit different. If, if you insist. <laughs> oh, please do. Please do. I'm happy to bring it up here. Yeah. So this this is the, the Canuck Lechma. Yes, and I like the Irish names. Mm. I like the whole idea of Irish. Yeah. Less flavor. Oddly. Yeah, yeah, it's mild. It's a mild goat yeah. cheese, mm. but it's pure oh, it's... raw milk goat cheese. They're delicious. And the chefs like it, and people like it, and yeah, they do. I'd say I can see why they do. Yeah. So you're living the dream. Living the dream. Will you share some of your, you know, philosophy with us? Because you're. Do you mind me? Do you mind me telling them your age? No, 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 no it's no. okay. It's okay. You're. They might have done the maths already because no. you said when you were born. You're eighty-two. <laughs> 82 next yeah, Monday. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, February 1st. St. Bridget's Day. Is it? We right? get a holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's my it. birthday. <laughs> Lisa Day. <laughs> I've, I've always, I've not been an out-and-out rebel, but I have always been interested in why we do things. Um, why do you catheterize a patient? Why do you use this antibiotic and not that antibiotic? Why do you operate on this one and not? Why, 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 why? That drives our business now. Why are we doing this now? And it the answer is, is gone. connection, mm. co-creativity, and community. Right. And do you, this is the thing, do you question things? Because oftentimes things are as they are because of different circumstances. And they stay because of tradition and people just go, well, that's the way it's done. When, when well, yeah, that's the way it was done then because there was a reason for it. But things have changed. We should change. Right. You know, so you question the world and how it's run. I question the world, particularly with some of these um, basic agricultural products, because 
the way it was did work until, until we industrialized everything. And now the food we have, there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't make anybody sick usually, but it is commercial, high energy, palm oil, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Et cetera. So I, I see now. So that connection, that community, yep. that's co-creation is all in the cheese. It, when somebody buys that goat cheese, I can tell them five days ago that was grass. <laughs> and I know what that grass is made of. Yeah. Your. And you know everybody who had an input into that along the process. Yes. And and, and you've done you've done the little drawings on the on yes. the labels. Yes. Right. Yes. Is there anything you can't do? Do you play a musical instrument? Uh the trumpet. Oh, did you? <laughs> you do that? <laughs> I do. I actually should have brought it down. I was supposed to bring it to uh Now I'm gonna gift you this, right? Oh that's that's um the writings of Ivor Brown. And he was a trumpet player as well. Did you know that? No. Yes. This is your day. Well, no, it's your day. It's your day. Uh, and they're a collection of his writings. And the brilliant thing about that is you can dip in and, and, and you know, it's not a, it's not a memoir or something lovely. like that. That is lovely. So there, you, Thank you, 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 you so can much. have that. Trumpeter Thank you. To, trumpeter to trumpeter. Yeah, I went uh, all the way to Carnival of Venice. Yeah. And I, was it, it what? Triple so, tonguing and everything like that. Right. And then I found boys and... And was it classical trumpet or jazz? It, it was or what? mostly band and orchestra. Right, yeah. okay. And, uh, but yeah. Carnival of Venice was my highest achievement. Because he, he, he says, because the, there's loads of obituaries of him today, that, 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 he, that he, his chosen career would have been a jazz musician, but right. uh, his parents thought differently and he ended up as a psychiatrist. And he, he you know, he, sort of the, the father of modern, I suppose, mental health service in this country, Ivor Brown. Super. Yeah, super. There you go. Uh, so, do you think for the, do you, li- you live in the moment, or do you think about? I live have plans in the moment. Or you, no, you have I plans li- to expand your 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 goat herd. Yeah, I used to feel guilty about living in the moment because um, when one situation changed, I noticed that a lot of people were really sad and worried, and they wanted it back and everything. And I don't do that, uh, kind of naturally. Um, so I am able to move on. And um, I do live in the moment. I do like to plan. I do like to know that we're going to make a little money. Mm. And I do not like to know that we're fair. Right. That we're fair. Yeah. Ethics and economics can coexist. I am sure about that. And I learned that in the healthcare industry in America. It isn't that at the moment. But it can, you, there's no reason. They're not mutually why, exclusive. No, no reason for taking care of the usual ills of people could break the okay. bank. Uh, now, uh, from the south, it's up to Dublin. From the north, it's down to Dublin. From the west, it's over to Dublin. <laughs> but you, you, you're up to Dublin. Yeah, although, up to although, Dublin, although, that's although, what I said. Strictly speaking, you travel south to yep. be here, but you're that, up to Dublin. That's Dub- true, that, 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 but that, it that, is funny how we say that. Yeah, it is. Up yeah, to yeah. Dublin. <laughs> Lisa, I, I, I really enjoyed that. And, uh, thank you, you so much. Your company and your cheeses. So thanks so much for it. Please share the cheeses with the team. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Text 51551. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. It was for research purposes. I had to eat the cheese. I had to eat the cheese. Sorry about that. And I know some people get very annoyed when people eat things on the radio. So I apologise for that. Tomorrow... We are previewing Eurosong, which is happening on the Late Late Show tomorrow night after the main evening news. Uh, so we will have a number of people in. Can't give away too much. Uh, and we listen to clips of the songs and they'll give us their opinions uh, on what they think is going to win and what they should do with staging and all that sort of thing. So that's tomorrow. So if you're a fan uh, of the Eurovision and you're going to be watching it tomorrow night, our programme between three and half four is, is, is the perfect aperitif. It's sort of the starter, you know, just to get you ready for it. Uh, now, would we ever, would we ever send the scratch to the Eurovision? How do you think, huh? Good, 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 good. Uh, I didn't get the name of that lady's company. Well, her name is Lisa Gifford, Lisa Gifford, and it's Leitrim Hill Creamery. Leitrim Hill Creamery. Now, quick commercial break and then knocked. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. 5155 on We've two quizzers standing by, ready to take part in the Who Done a Quiz? Yeah, and a prize this week. It's a two-night stay for two people in the New Park Hotel in Kilkenny. It's a four-star hotel and they have an adult-only floor, which offers a selection of highly sought-after balcony suites, some even with outdoor hot tubs. And there's a special breakfast area there as well. They have the Escape Health Club and Spa, three treatment rooms. 
an outdoor infinity pool, jacuzzi, sauna and steam room. New Park Hotel Kilkenny. New Park Hotel Kilkenny.com. Hello, Michal. Hello, Red Archie. How are you? Not too bad. You're in Drummond in County Leitrim. Well, I'm from Drummond in County Leitrim, but I'm in County Cavan at the moment. Aha. Uh-huh. What's Drummond famous for? Drummond is famous for, uh, I'd say, three of the finest restaurants in Ireland. <laughs> right. Uh, we have the. We're right beside Lochrin Castle as well. Yeah. Uh, um, that's where that's where Amy Huberman that, yeah train the tra- that's a great train station isn't it it's it's been yeah. um, done up and back brought back to its former glory and that lock in is where Amy Huberman and Brian O'Driscoll got married that's right that's, they're dead right there. I know I know, yeah. I know where you are I know where you are and yeah. what are you what are you doing in Cavan well I do church supplies and church and hygiene supplies and I uh, travel most of the country and uh, in my van delivering and Right. And, right. Yeah, that's and, what I do. Now, I, I have a list of shows in front of me. Are you going to those or are you working at them? The Three Amigos? No, I, I'm going to them. I You're going to them, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I just, I, I, I thought you were, you, were, you, were, you were in the PA or music or, yeah. or lights or something. No. So the Three Amigos no. show, the Dolly show performed by uh, Cleona Hagen and the yeah. Eagles tribute this Saturday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and where's, where, where's the Eagles tribute? And the landmark in Carrick and Shannon. Right. And uh, then uh, the rally show is in uh, uh, the Hawkswell in, in Sligo and the Three Amigos are over in Galway. Right. So you like your music? Yeah, love it. Love, love it. The, love the, especially the country music. and uh, uh, Who goes with you? Yeah. Well, my darling wife, Margaret. Right. And... Yeah, uh, we go, we're, we're a sort of a unit there for the last thirty oh, <laughs> five years. Yeah. I love that a unit, a unit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very romantic, Michal. Very romantic. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> and who? who um, I see you've uh, Lisa. Where is she? Melbourne. Right. Lisa's in Melbourne. Yeah, with uh, uh, her partner Declan and our new grandchild. Is that the first grandchild? First grandchild, ah. Caleb Michael. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Just seventeenth of December, yeah. Oh, that's great news, isn't it? You'll have to. When will you get to see the grandchild? Oh, this day, nine weeks, hopefully. Oh, countdown. <laughs> there's a countdown going, and then countdown, there's right. uh, there's Damien who works with you, and Sharon, the youngest, is a journalist. So that's that's the family that's there. Right, yep. Now you're up against that's Christine it. Coffey, who's in Kappa Quinn in West Waterford. Hello, Christine. Hi, Ray. How's it going? Not too bad. What are you doing today? I'm at home here. I have just dropped my little one to drama so right what age is she she's seven seven would she be yeah. an Oscar winner do you think in years to come she may be she might yeah <laughs> Has you, have you ever referred to her as a drama queen I have right I that's, have, a, yeah. that's a good start isn't it you have to look at these things as positives yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, who else at home I'm just myself and my husband right um, and Vincent. Vincent. And who's in charge of the dinner this evening? That'll be me. Yeah. That'll be you. What, what are you making? Yeah. We're having lasagna. Nice. I have it made now, so. Oh, dear. Well done. It's just as well seen as I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah. And, and what, 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 how, what will you serve it with? Um, I'm thinking I might do try sweet potato fries in the air fryer. All oh, right. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're nice, the sweet potato fries. They, they work well in the air fryer. Okay, I haven't, yeah. It's I'm new a, to the air fryer. Oh, are you? Day. When did you get it? Mm. Well, I actually just robbed my mother's. We gave it to her and she wasn't using it, so I took right. it back there at Christmas. <laughs> no, I tell you what, it's it's changed our lives. I know that sounds like a load of horse manure, but it it, 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 it has. Um, it's just it's just brilliant. Um, there's so many things I could I could tell you to do. They're so easy. They're so delicious. Just amazing the, the air fryer mm-hmm. we should do we should do a, a thing on the show air fryer recipes maybe on a Friday yeah. um, so anyway you're only you're only getting to know it you're only getting to know your air fryer that's it right yeah, oh, okay well they, they do work they, 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 those sweet potato cri- uh, chips they work really well in that any chips indeed they're much better in the air fryer than they are in the oven 
Okay. Okay. Uh, right. So it's me, Hall versus Christine. Um, so three questions each. I give you. Yeah, me, Hall. Okay. I'll give you the rules if you don't mind. Uh, so three, <laughs> three questions each. I give you the category. Ask if you want a clue. If you go for a clue and get it right, you get a point. If you go without a clue and get it right, you get two points because it's more difficult. Whoever has the most points is the winner. And if it's drawn points, we go to a tiebreak question. So good luck, me, Hall. Good luck, Christine. Thank you. Thank you. Now, me, Hall. Music. You know your music. Do you want a clue on do you want, do you want a clue on this one or not? Oh, I'll chance no clue. Okay, for two points, who is this? Darling, I will be loving you till we're seventy. And baby, my heart could still fall as hard at twenty-three. Who's that? It is. Thinking out loud. Well done. Two points for you. Good start, me hall. Christine, music. What do you want to do? Okay. I will have to go no clue as well. No clue as well. For two points, who is this? Feel the world around me. Had no time to choose what I chose to do. So go Who's that? Uh, Adele. It is Adele. Go easy on me. That's what you were saying. Go easy on me. Two points. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Good start, Michal, Christine. Uh, second category, Irish actors, Michal. What do you want to do? Do you want a clue or not? Uh, sure, a chance not to. Okay. For two points, can you name this Irish actor? Yeah, I mean, I've wanted to work with Paul for a long time. Um, yeah, we finished Foe back in April... I would say to him all the time, just like how how proud I was that the two of us, these you know, two young Irish actors, were leading a movie. Who's that? Is it Sir It is talking about Paul Meskell, the movie's foe, and you get two points. Well done, Christine. Irish actors, how do you feel? I'll have to go. No clue again. No clue. Well. Okay, for two points, name this Irish actor. But I'm really excited to be a part of it because I'm a fan of film more than anything, more than an actor. I was a fan of film long before I was an actor and I may give up acting someday, but I don't believe I'll ever give up being a fan of film. And so to be a part of this and to play characters iconic as Oz slash the Penguin um, and work with this bunch of actors, I'm just really excited to be a part of it. You know, I really am. Who's that? Is it Gillian Murphy? No. And he was he was in a number of Batmans, but that was yeah, that was Colin actor. Farrell, Colin Farrell, uh, chatting about the Batman from 2022. Now you're not out of it yet, Christine. You're not out of it yet. Um, you're on two, Mihal. You're on four, which means, Mihal, if you get anything from the final category, Christine can't catch it. The final category is Irish TV presenters. So what do you want to oh, do? I'll, I'll I'll be mean and take the clue. Well, you're not being mean. You're being you're being wise. You know that's the, that's what Christine would do in the same situation. Um, okay, good luck with this. Uh, if you get this right, you're today's winner. Uh, here's your clue. Uh, catch him in the mornings on Virgin Media. Catch him in the mornings on Virgin Media. Who is this for one point? She arranged for us to go to the Alan Show because we were showing Alan here on on the station, and. Ellen and her producer were just absolutely fantastic for us. And they, Ellen, our producer took us backstage. Ellen introduced her to Portia and the mother. And I left Ellen that day going, Ellen Hughes. we're moving to LA. <laughs> Who is it? Ellen Hughes. It is Ellen Hughes, yes. You get a point. Well spotted, yeah. So you're on five. Christine, you can't catch him now. Yeah. Uh, we're going to send you out a Ray Darcy show, Keep Cup. Lovely talking to you. Thank you. Yeah, and, and Well good- done, Michal. Yeah, good luck with the air fryer. See you, Christine. Bye, 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 bye. bye. Okay, take care. Bye. bye. Uh, Michal, you're off to New Park Hotel in Kilkenny. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so yourself uh, and Margaret, Margaret, the other part of the unit, uh, and, and you can go to newparkhotelkilkenny.com. Enjoy that. Well, absolutely. Well, I will surely Mind yourself. I'll see you now. I'll send you, I'll send you a post. Do, 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 do. Oh, Good yeah. luck. See you. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Well, you asked your man on the radio what make of air fryer he has since he sings its praises so much. We've a ninja. 
and we paid for it because they have this register of interests and gifts and all sorts of things in this place now so you have to be careful so we paid full whack for it uh, but uh, well worth it it's paid for itself uh, just on the electricity you, you save by not turning on the oven now on food if you have questions about pickling I'm going to be a pickler after this because we're talking to Caitlin Ruth who knows everything there is to know about pickling after this Vanessa Carlton A thousand miles I sound like a really a real music DJ there See the way I did that Let her sing Then I say a thing Let her sing again uh, Ellen has been on from Dublin She says I just realised That I've been buying That wonderful goat's cheese From Sheridan's for ages That's uh, Lisa Gifford's cheese Delicious Delicious uh, Now while I was attempting to make sourdough and lots of you were as well during lockdown, I should have been trying to pickle things. That's what I should have been doing. And if you're looking for an entry-level book on pickling, Funky is exactly the book for you. It's part of the blastabooks.com range on food and it's written by Caitlin Ruth, who's in our Cork studio. Good afternoon, Caitlin. Hi, Ray. Thanks a million for having me on to talk about Funky. Yay! One, two, three, four, get it! Come on! Woo! Yeah! Say it, funky! <laughs> yeah, you see, I, I suppose this side of the Atlantic, Caitlin, um, yeah. I, I'm just thinking there, like, ye American women, you come over and you milk our goats and you pickle our vegetables. And <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way of looking at it, I guess, right? But, uh, no, but, but in America, funky is, has a different thing than, than James Brown. Well, that is true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, funky can mean kind of bad smelling. Yes. But like, so is sauerkraut, really, if you look at it like yeah. that. So, yeah. you know. Uh, so, so when did you arrive in Ireland? 1992. Okay. Uh, I've eaten some of your food. You're very good at what you do. Thanks a million. Yeah. You used to be the head chef down in DC's in West Cork. That's right. Yeah. For 16 years. Uh, I was very sad when that closed. Yeah, for, us too. Yeah, 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 I can imagine. Probably sadder than I was, in fairness. Uh, <laughs> so, so pickling, it's, it's sort of Marmite, isn't it? Uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, it's not like you either like pickles or you don't, unless you're like a, an avid like vinegar hater, you know? Mm. But like, um, I would say that most people could like a pickle if they tried the right pickle. Uh-huh. Like, if you like ketchup on your chips, you're probably going to like pickles. So they don't pick the right pickle. Is Maybe not. Problem. Like, yes. Okay, I get dill pickles can be a little bit challenging. Yeah. Or pickled uh, onions, for example. Well, both of those I love. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, me too. Uh, and pickled ginger. You see, there's the other thing before we get into your book. Mm-hmm. It's about these super tasters. Mm. You know that there are two types of people, super tasters and non-tasters. Uh, and people who don't like, you know, spicy things, uh, probably pickles. They are super tasters, so they taste things probably better than we do. Well, super taster sounds really cool, but right, it's not. You, you'd like it's, <laughs> it's it's like a real handicap, you know. It's like a real when you if you're trying to eat something and go out for dinner, being a super taster, it really kind of holds you back. It does, yeah, yeah. it does. Okay, uh, so where do we start? There's two processes: the fermentation process or the vinegar process, and and the easier of the two is the vinegar process. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So would you just give us a sort of a, an introduction, a bluffer's guide to pickling by the vinegar process? Okay. Well, in the beginning of the book, I give a 10 minute pickle project, and that just means that you can take any jar that you have that that. You could take a fancy too, you know, your mm. favorite jar with a cool looking lid. And it doesn't matter what size it is. You can fill it with whatever vegetables you have within reason. And I give a list of things that are suitable. And then you can fill it up with two thirds vinegar, one third water, pour it back into a pan, bring it to the boil with a few spices and pour it back over your veg in the jar, close it, let it come to room temperature and then stick it in the fridge. And so it's as simple as that. When's it ready to eat? After about 48 hours. Oh, you see, because I, I, I have this notion of, you know, like doing all that stuff and then putting them out in the shed and then waiting five years and then eventually <laughs> <laughs> been able to eat them. You've forgotten about them by that stage and you're probably, your tastes have changed as well. Yeah, uh, so, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't eat a five-year-old pickle, okay. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so within 48 hours. 
Yeah, I mean, like, obviously it'll get better over the week, but after 48 hours of sitting in the fridge in its brine, it'll be, you know, pickly enough to eat, add to your salads, put on a sandwich, or just, you know, nibble on as you're passing. Now, now the jars, just before we move on to the food, the Mm -hmm. jars are important. We all have jars that we we jam in and other things, and they're Mm -hmm. there hanging around. Can you use a jar with a normal tin lid on it? Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> you can. No, you know, no, I just I thought there had to be those, you know, those the the glass lids and stuff. I know like what that. you're well, I think what you're talking about is the kind of pressure canning yes. where you're going to put it up in a closet and leave it there for a year. But uh we're not going to do that in this book at all because there's a lot of safety uh considerations when you're doing that kind of pressure uh-huh, canning. Right. Like you'd need a bible. You you couldn't do it in a small book like one of the blaster books. Right. So, so these are sterile the, you just wash them the way you would wash anything. Well, you wash them and then you either heat them in a low oven until they're dry, um, or you can dip them into boiling water and let them dry, or you can just put them in the dishwasher um, through a through your hottest cycle without any detergent, with the lids and everything, and then just leave the dishwasher closed till you're ready to pickle, and right. then that's it. So it's it's pretty safe enterprise, to be honest. Great. Uh, um, now, you, you talk about the funky beets a lot, so it, it's that what the pickle gives a dish a sort of a a beat. <laughs> I, li- I like. I, li- <laughs> like I, I don't. Under- I don't understand the analogy, but I like it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well. Okay. The analogy is that, like, you know, you know, when you're taking a, like a a funky food, mm. it's like a funky beat. You know. Uh-huh. So and you know, it's like adding, like every song that you might play has like if it's a funky song it'll have like beats running through it and what you're doing with a pickle is you've got your dinner or your dish and you're just adding the pickles as a little funky kind Ah. of you know like a riff like a little riff I have you now I know what you're doing yeah kind of like that yeah yeah more cowbell Yeah, that's funky there. That's funky. I love that song. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, uh, aubergine pickle is your favourite. He said, if I had to choose only one pickle for you to make from this book, it would be the aubergine pickle. Yeah, I love that pickle. All right, go on. T- talk us through it. Okay, now, so now, if you don't mind, we can we can put one recipe up, can we? We can we, Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, feel we'll, free. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put this one because it's your favourite. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I you mean, don't have to go in, you don't have to go into it in detail. Just give us the the you know, the, the general. Uh, okay. Gist okay. Of it. Yeah. Well, it's like a. It has a kind of South South Asian spices spice profile, mm. and um, okay, some of the spices you might have to go buy, but um, most people would have them in their store cupboard. And uh, you just uh, salt your aubergine chunks, and then you fry them, and then you boil them with vinegar and spices, and a bit of ginger and garlic, and then it's ready to eat after twenty four hours, really. Right, uh, and like you can. Interesting thing about this recipe is you can also use uh, large courgettes or large marrows that you've peeled and scooped the seeds out of instead of aubergines. So if you're looking for something to do with your giant courgettes that you've either grown or somebody's pawned off on you, (laughs) then this is the recipe for you. Okay. Uh, This could be described as a chutney or relish, but with its South Asian flavours, it goes as well with a curry as it does with just about anything. Try it with cheese or cured meats and sandwiches or thinned down with water and drizzled on fish, grilled chicken and savoury pastries. I do that now because I know people at this stage of the day are hungry, you see, so I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hungry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're you're hungry. Um, So so you have all the the regular things in there. Um, uh, Chow chow sounds good to me. I've never I've never heard the word used before. Oh, it's it's a cool it's a cool phrase, right? Chow yeah, chow. Yeah. Yeah. How do you make it? It's, uh, it's oh, it's another good uh, way to use up green tomatoes at the end of the growing season. You know, when everyone's giving you green tomatoes. I don't know if that happens to you, but it happens to me an awful lot. I get a box of green tomatoes, and people say, "Oh, I, I've got this box of hard green tomatoes for you." I'm like, "Oh, geez, thanks." But you can make chow chow with it, and that's a pickle that lasts all year in your fridge. And, and it's, it's good really on hot good. dogs. Good oh, on, yeah. It's good, good on hot on dogs. Burgers, hot dogs, everything. Yeah, uh, rhubarb. Okay. When I say the <laughs> word, you t- you you expand. That's <laughs> oh, is that how this works? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, well, rhubarb. I love rhubarb. It's another one of my favorite things. But, like, most vegetables are my favorites. But, like, rhubarb, I love. And pickled rhubarb is incredible, especially with, like, a blue sheep's cheese, like crozier blue right. from the Cashel Blue people. Uh, so I would have to say and it's such a quick little pickle all you have to do is rinse your rhubarb slice it real thin put it into your jar and just follow the recipe 
Right. Uh, it's another vinegar-based pickle, but it's very, very good. And you can stir it into salads and have it as well on sandwiches. Great on mackerel. Uh, so Funky is the name of the book. Um, mm-hmm. There's loads of different recipes. A lot of them are very easy uh, and they last a long time. You can have them there. You can use them as dips, as spreads, as accompaniment to uh, the main meal. I see there's mackerel escabeche yeah. in there as well, uh, which, which sounds delicious. Uh, and they're all it very, is. very funky, as the name suggests. Oh, he's oh. back. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, can I can I just interject, not, yes. not to like talk over your funky beats there, but uh, you were talking about air fryers. I heard you yes a waxing yeah. lyrical about the ninja. You're not going to give out to me, are you? <laughs> the ninja, which you paid in full for. Yeah. But uh, I I don't have an air fryer, but um, in the book in Funky, I have a lot of ideas for pickle powder so you dehydrate your thinly sliced pickles and I've heard that you can dehydrate very successfully in an air fryer ah there you go so right there yes uh, there you go and somebody else says I use my air fryer to sterilise my jars for pickles and jam Susan it's all connected Caitlin Ruth lovely talking to you (laughs) thanks very much you'll recognise it because it has pickles on the cover see ya bye thanks a million that's it from us it's Cormac and Sarah on the way on Drive Time. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Have a good Thursday evening. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.